On today's show, Luka Doncic returns, but the Mavs fall by one in game four. What went wrong for the Mavericks? Oh, and another foul was just called on the Dallas Mavericks. Talk about that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. believe you shouldn't be here and welcome you are locked on to the dallas mavericks the music doesn't get to ride today oh <laughs> it got cut <laughs> the music doesn't get to ride today you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Subscribe to the show. Comment below. Let us know if the Mavs got away with if the Jazz got away with too many fouls. I'm sure you'll have lots of thoughts about that below. And joining me, as always, co-host, contributor, writer at Mavs.com. One more thing, King. The Modelo man, what you got for me, Isaac Harris? Modelo! Um, <laughs> I want to blame LeBron for... Good, good place to start. Good a good place, place to, to start. start. Ever since he tweeted out Luca, um, it just went downhill from, from there at the end of the game. But no, I honestly think you could do... Um, I, I think you could do a little bit of the glass half full, glass half empty thing coming out of this. Oh, 100%. That, that I know we did it after game one, but I think you could do it again after this game of if you just zoomed out and said, Luka misses the first three games of the series and you come out of game four and it's tied 2-2, then I think all Mavs fans are thrilled. But it's the fashion that we had that game. We should have won that game and you lost it. So now there's this like bittersweet, you know, feeling coming out of it. So I, I can see both both sides of this. And there's like a momentum factor if you consider that at all. But you have to think the Mavs now have to win two of the last three games and they're both at home. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's a three, two of the last three. It's a three game series right now. It's tied three game series and two of your games are at home. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a three game series, like you said. Luca, you know, plays. Gosh, he ended up playing 33, 34 minutes in this game, roughly. You know, I was wondering, I'm like, man, we we watched the game together, and we're like, what what's it? What's his minutes at? You know, starting yep. the fourth and all that stuff. And he didn't look like normal Luca. I think that's safe to say he wasn't a hundred percent. I mean, seventy percent, eighty percent. I don't know, whatever number you want to put on it. But he's still 80% speed. (laughs) (laughs) He was definitely slower. You know, they targeted him on defense. We'll talk more about that. But he put up 30 and 10 in a game that he was 100% his first game back. I think there's a lot of good and positives coming out of this. But there's definitely some negatives, too, that I think Jazz, you know, they... They they wanted it more a lot tonight. They they played they harder. Jalen Brunson said in a post game presser that especially in the first half they came out and they wanted it harder. It's what you expected too from a game that if they lost this game, you know they're they're blowing the whole thing up. Their season's over. You also have to look at it and look at it, this game in context for the Mavs. Luca comes back. You're trying to reintegrate him, which sounds weird, right? Like Luca has been the whole offense. He's been the whole team for yeah. stretches this season. What do you mean to reintegrate? Well, they found this really good game plan that worked without Luca, and so now reintegrating him, it was gonna it was gonna take you know a little bit of time. I think that first half, the Mavs shoot. Uh, the Mavs shot 31 percent from the field. They shot 25 percent from the field for a lot of that that. Uh, that first half, 20% from three in that first half. 
and they end up coming back and almost winning the game, having a lead with the last like 40 seconds. And then uh, you also have to look at the Jazz shot 42 free throws in this game. Unbelievable. I mean, 42 free throws. The Mavs shoot that bad in the first half. Luka's trying to come back. That's where you can look at glass half fulls. Like they played that bad in the first half. The Jazz were given that big of a free throw advantage, and you still almost come away with this game in Utah. Dang, right? Let's let's not put the cart before the horse a little bit and say, oh, this Mavs team was guaranteed these wins and they should have beat this Jazz team. This Jazz team's still good. They implode and they have weird chemistry. They still have, you know, two all-star players on their team. They still, I think, are are well coached. At least the last 40 seconds of this game were incredibly well coached. Yes. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, like let's not throw it out that this Jazz team is this trash team that the Mavs should have just destroyed, right? Some of these games, th- these this is playoff basketball. These teams, this these games are gonna happen. And I, I want to, I know the free throw numbers getting thrown out a lot and they definitely shot more than what they should have, but some of it was the Mavericks did want it, right? Like some of it, they were hacking Rudy down. He down took 18 they, of those 42. I mean, exactly. I mean, he took 18 free throws in this game and that was kind of the strat- you know, they weren't hacking Rudy on like the hack a shack, but they were kind of opening that lane up for him to get the ball, daring them to pass it to him and then just fouling, wrapping him up. And, you know, he he missed a good chunk of those in the fourth. And it worked. Four minutes and 19 seconds left. He he has airballs that one free throw that Theo Pinson <laughs> was just going nuts about on the bench. It was hilarious. You can go listen to our interview with him to hear more about that relationship. Uh, so he goes 0 of 2. He Then a couple possessions later, 1 of 2, then 1 of 2, then 1 of 2. Like, that's from four minutes to two, from, to two minutes. They fouled him, and he went um, 3 of 8. From the free throw line on those, that, like, that's successful for the Mavericks. And so, yeah. yes, part of those free throws are because of uh, strategy. But then you look at all the times the Mavs just got hit in the face. Like how many? Like that one. Oh, that yeah. The one play that that you know Dwight gets hit in the face by Donovan Mitchell at the end. You have the play that they reviewed where Rudy Gobert hits Luca in the face with his I don't, elbow. I don't understand that one. No, that, that I'm, makes, I'm more that upset no about sense. that one than the Mitchell on on Dwight one because. Like Rudy legit and, and I saw that you know everybody's tweeting like Luca flopped everything. He probably sold it, but still he did. Luca, I mean, Rudy's right arm, right elbow connects with Luca's in his face. The Not holding on to the ball. Yeah, and the arm extends. I, I was confused by that, how that was reviewed and then called a jump ball. Obviously, the last play of the game that led to a Donovan Mitchell and one afterwards was him driving, leading with the elbow into Dwight's, you know, face. I was more upset with the lack of free throws that Dallas should have gotten instead of the amount of free throws that Utah did get. Mm. If that if that makes sense, I, that's where I'm more upset because there were so many of these should have been a flagrant or a that's normally called. Like that's my thing. It should have been a flagrant because of how things are normally called. I just didn't understand some of it, but it's Kane Fitzgerald, so. Yeah, and I mean, the Mavs still had a chance to win this game. All free throws and everything aside, the Mavs had a yeah. chance. They were up. 99 to 95. Luca hits that three. He gets the switch on Gobert. He hits that three. You and I are going nuts at your house. We're oh, like, yeah. We're like, like so excited. 40 seconds left. The Mavs are up by four. You think, okay, here we go. Here's the, the, the foul. That's when Donovan Mitchell misses, gets his own rebound. Honestly, I kind of wonder, should they have fouled up four at that point? Mm-mm. 40 seconds left. No. You don't foul up four. You just because, play it up. Because what happened right after that was literally worst case scenario, right? Uh, Mitchell misses, gets his own offensive rebound. He hits the basket and one, and yeah. there's 31 seconds left. So in that one possession, the the Jazz were down four, 
and then they w- were only down by one, and they got the two for one basket. Like that was yeah. literally the that that possession right there was worst case scenario in every single way for the Mavs, unless it was like a four point play. That was the only it, way it could get worse. It weirdly reminded me of the Royce O'Neal, you know, offensive rebound. <laughs> the three in game one. Yeah, in, yeah. in game one, he gets it back in the corner and hits it. It's like, really, it's an offensive board there that, you know, they they score on that. And, you know, so then they come down after that, and it's the Brunson kind of up and under from Boyan, right? And it just rims around the rim. You think Brunson it's going in. that layup. Yeah. And obviously after that, it's the it, they finally connect on a noop. And but but before that, even it was Dwight's free throws. 19 seconds left. Dwight goes 0 yeah. 2 from the free throw line. Mavs could have they could have gone up there, and they definitely could have tied if he hit one of them. Um, yeah, that was a uh, that was brutal. <laughs> that was the, that that whole sequence. The last 40 seconds were disastrous for the Mavs. Oh yeah, I mean it, it was you know obviously Dwight you know said after the game he's like yeah I mean I. I should, I should have made the free throws. Went through the normal. <laughs> I'm glad he can know. admit that. I'm glad he can admit that he should have made them. The normal routine on that, and you know that that's just you know if he they were up by one when Dwight went to the free throw line, and that's when you know if he hit both of them, it could have made a three point game. He hits just one, it's a two point game, and then you know let's say the lob happens and you know, it's, it's tied up at that point. It's going to overtime, but he obviously misses two. I thought it was a great move by Quinn Snyder to not call timeout. You know, jazz gets the ball after the miss, you know, second miss free throw from Dwight. They just come down, no timeout. They run the, you know, Dorian and Dwight get kind of confused on if they're supposed to switch or who's doing what Rudy gets the lob. And then, then we have the most like coming up in segment two. Let's talk about that last play of the game from Dallas of, from the moment they took the timeout after the Rudy lob, a lot of discourse happened after this game about they could have advanced the ball. They chose not to advance the ball. And then the play that was drawn up. How do we feel about that? Talk about all that and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. We love them. We eat them all the time. We didn't eat Built Bars together. Maybe we, maybe we should have had some Built Bars. That would have made this game a little bit better. But... You can get some of your own. Go check them out at Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your entire order. They have a ton of different flavors available. Double chocolate, the churro puffs. Check out the puffs bars. Those are a little bit different. You have the marshmallow in the middle of them. Uh, Cherry barcia, mint brownie, raspberry, peanut butter brownie. Look at all the flavors available. You can get a combo pack with a variety pack to check out all the different ones. So go check it out. Built.com. Again, promo code LOCKED15. All right, Isaac Harris. There's a lot more to get into in this game. Um, one thing that I think should, we should talk about is Lu- Luca's return. I thought he, even though he did look slower, he still was really good. 30 points, 10 boards, 4 assists, 2 steals. Uh, he had 4 turnovers, but just 3 fouls, which is huge against <laughs> against this Jazz team, especially in this game. Uh, but he played, like you said, he played almost 34 minutes. He was not, he didn't look too rusty to me. He just looked a little slow. Yeah, like you said, I mean, he was a plus seven in this game, 11 of 21. Um, I think there was some rust for the entire team offensively for with sure. him. You know, you go these first three games to where you're, you're just asking everybody, you run such a heliocentric offense, you know, around Luke, you know, around Luka Doncic that. You know, obviously, or any player, you take that player out, you're going to shift some things. And Brunson and these guys alternating, you know, driving and kick all this stuff. And so I think it was a little clunky at first. It felt like, oh, okay, like 
you know, we've been watching this team. We just watched this team win two games. I think a lot of us were probably like, okay, can we get Brenton more involved? Can we get these guys more? You know, yeah. it's kind of weird going back to just one guy holding the ball, but that one guy. <laughs> get the ball out of Lucas' hands. <laughs> and it's weird, though, but that I one know. guy is all world. You know, he's a top five player in the world. So you, you see both sides. And, I, you know, I saw some tweets during the first half. Didn't see those tweets whenever he was hitting the shot over Rudy, you know, there to make it a four-point <laughs> game. But I, I think. I feel confident about it in the sense of I think they needed a game to get back to how they were playing before. I think like, so too. They they were the four seed in the West with Luka Doncic all year. Like they're a really good team with Luka doing this. So it they get they got to get shake off the rust offensively with them. And I will say I think they should have included Brunson a little bit more than what they what they did, especially in the fourth. Uh, they could have. Well, and they just needed a half, one half of basketball to brush off the rust. That half they played was so bad offensively. They had oh, an 87 yeah. offensive rating in the first half, according to Cleaning the Glass. That, that's awful, right? Yeah. Like, they score, what, 30, 42 points in the first half? They score 39 points in the third quarter. They outscored the Jazz 57 to 46 in the second half. So if they have a better first half, if, if they don't have to reintegrate Luca, like, it, you know, if he comes back and it's on all cylinders, then all of a sudden it's a, it's a completely different game. And maybe the Mavs have a 10 point lead going into the, the end of this game. Um, yeah. But yeah, they, they did need that time. And sadly it just didn't work out well for them in the first half. Cause it was just so bad. And, and defensively, as much as we want to praise Luca's defense this year, which he, it has been his best defensive year by far. They were targeting him a lot. Yeah. And, I mean, there there were play even at the end. I think it was the end of the third quarter that it was Mitchell or Clarkson had the had the ball at the top of the key. Boyan Luca is on Boyan. Boyan tells the other guy who's on the right wing to go down to the corner because he knows that Luca's just going to sag off. Boyan sets the screen, slips it, kind of goes over, hits the three there at the end, and it, it was Luca's man. They were just targeting Luca in the switch a lot. And that's where the just the rust of getting back in the game shape and all of that. I expect him to be much better in in game five on Monday. I also think you're talking about how it felt like Brunson should have been integrated more and should have been should have been used more. He took 18 shots (laughs) and then Luca took 21 shots, right? Like you look at those two and you say, oh, well, if you just looked at the box score, you would say, well, that's dumb. Like he took three less shots than Luca. That makes sense that you would take. They played, you know, almost the same amount of minutes. It's like Brunson played one more minute than Luca. Um, but it felt like what Brunson, what, what the thing that should have happened more is what we saw in the fourth quarter where Luca has the ball on the right side. He gets Rudy Gobert on a switch and yeah. then he swings it over to Brunson fast. And then Brunson's able to get downhill and Rudy can't get back in time. And then all of a sudden you have, you know, a basket on your hands. I felt like we needed a little bit more swinging and Luca and Brunson working together like that, that we've seen in the regular season a little bit more. We just didn't see it in this game as much for whatever reason. Luca wanted to, uh, to take advantage of the switch. And I think he did pretty well against Gobert overall in those switches. Yeah. Uh, but I think we could have used a little bit more of that. And maybe that would have made it feel less like, Luca's dominating the ball and and Brunson's doing nothing. The, the other point, real quick, is that Jason Kidd played some lineups where there was neither Luca or Brunson on the floor, right? Yeah. Why did that happen? Why were there moments when Dinwiddie was charged to be the guy? Like he has not played well in the series at all now. Like no. <laughs> this is now four games where he has just not played uh, you know, particularly well or gotten his own shot or anything like that. And so I feel like it should always be in Luca or Brunson's hands at this point in the series. Yeah, 100%. And you keep on waiting for Dinwiddie to kind of have a, 
you know, it's not like he's just a black hole out there yeah, he, where he it's just awful. He hasn't been awful. It's just I think a lot, a lot of Mavs fans went into the series with it, like a high expectation of, oh, he could put up 33 in this, you know, in a game. He just hadn't had that game yet. And he's just he struggled a little bit with it. But the other the other thing about Dinwiddie is that the shot. So Dinwiddie gets the shot at the end. And if the Dinwiddie three goes in at the end, the Mavs win the game. And all of a sudden, like we're <laughs> celebrating yeah. and saying, look at what the Mavs just got away with. They got away with highway robbery because of this game and all those reasons we said earlier. It's the same exact play they ran against Boston. Mm, yeah. Like when, when Dinwiddie hit that game winner. Yeah. So, okay. So let's go back to that play. I yeah. know we teased it a little bit ago, but they call timeout after the Rudy, mm-hmm. you know, the Rudy lob and they didn't advance the ball. Okay. So, yeah. And, you know, people instantly you know, pointed that out. They obviously elected with, hey, we just want more space, them dribbling it up and all of that to work. My only issue with it is now, obviously, we could say in hindsight, oh, that didn't whatever. But Jason Kidd is really good at out of timeout, you know, after timeout plays. And like you, there are stats behind it and everything to where if they if they would have advanced the ball, what if you did advance it and then drew up a play? Because you're down about just one. And if there's ever a time that we've heard the, hey, drive, 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 I shouldn't take these 30-foot step backs and, and all this stuff. I wish Luca would drive instead of... It's like they called the timeout. Then they just brought the ball up, waited, waited, waited for the double team, and then just kicked it to Dinwiddie for a contested three of Rudy. I would have preferred, and obviously I'm not the coach of this, if they just drew up a play. Coming out of that after timeout, advance the ball, draw up a play that he's really, really good at. They score a lot coming out of these time plays out of timeouts and go for something at the basket, right? You're down by one instead of just waiting for the double team and then kick to a, a quick three type of thing. So, you know, it's, it's easy to say this in hindsight. I get yeah. that, but I feel like there could have been something, you know, in the, the swing to, you know, I joked right before the play happened. I, I leaned over to you or we're next to each other. I was like, oh, Dorian three to win it. And it was close because Dorian was open <laughs> in the corner. He was, but, it was great timing on Rudy's part because Rudy knew that there was only I, I think if Dinwiddie, you know, kicked it to Dorian or swung it to Dorian, I don't think he would have got it off in time. Dinwiddie gets the ball with 1.1 seconds left on the clock. Yeah, there's he not didn't have time. enough time. But to your point earlier, the Mavs had 11 seconds to run this playoff. Like they had time to develop to develop something and to do something. It wasn't just, you know, catch and shoot, right? You have three seconds to try and get the ball in. You had something to make something happen. The Mavs were also in the bonus. So you get fouled at all in this situation. Then all of a sudden you're at the free throw line. You could tie the game or win it from the free throw line. A lot of different things they could do, but... Um, it's a great up- trap by, by Quinn too, but yeah. it's something that you would expect them to do right like i mean if right. i'm i would expect the team to get the ball out of lucas hands especially after he hit it on, on girl bear so i yeah there's there's some issues with that that last play of the game there that 11 seconds and you bring it up and just wait for the double and and go from there but it's easy to do that in hindsight everything's easier in hindsight uh oh yeah uh coming up the one thing that the mavericks talked about in the post-game comments, they want to focus on for Game 5, what they have to change for Game 5. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Athletic Greens. It's the best thing you can do for your body in 60 seconds. Start your morning every day with Athletic Greens. You just take uh, the AG1. It's the product. You take that powder. Put it in a glass of 8 ounces of water. They give you a little, like, uh, you know, a, a cup thing that you can you can you know, put it in. And then you can put like, screw the lid on and you shake it up and then you have it. Uh, you can use that, and it is 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens that you can get to start your day. That special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, 
nervous system, immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things that you want and need. So get it for yourself, get it for somebody else. Right now, reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements or all that kind of stuff. So go check it out. Athletic Greens is going to give you a one-year free supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs to the first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance, AG1 by Athletic Greens. All right, Isaac Harris. The one thing the Mavericks talked about a lot, everybody mentioned, Kid mentioned it, Luca mentioned it, Brunson mentioned it, um, that they need to change for game five is fouling. Yeah. We can complain all we want about the refs were unfair and Kane Fitzgerald and blah, 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 and the physicality of the Jazz. The Mavs just need to not foul. <laughs> Maxi Kleba has been in foul trouble now two games in a row, and it has absolutely killed the Mavs because the difference between Maxi Kleba and Davis Bertans in as the five is huge, like massive yeah. for the Mavs. Uh, they have to be careful with fouling. They have to be careful with um, you know, getting guys in foul trouble and sending the other team to the line. I mean, 42 free throws, that can't be all on the refs. Like, that can't all be on no, Kane no, Fitzgerald no, no, and, and the refs. There's no way, right? They earned, like, they earned those free throws. Like, what should I say? A bunch some, of those free throws? Some of them? Yes, all of them? Many of them? Like, they, <laughs> they earned a portion of those free throws. Uh, but yeah, that's what, the one thing they kept mentioning. Oh my God, is this true? Gobert had 10 offensive rebounds in this game? Yeah. That's a thing that has to change. I mean, that's another one that has to change. We've been talking about when you talk about the rebound battles, the offensive rebounds. He had zero in the last game in the Mavs win, and now he has 10 in this one. But fouling is going to be massive in game five. Yeah, rebounding battle. They only, Utah won it by three rebounds, and they won. Um, but for Maxi, you know, Maxi gets those three fouls quick, and then yes. he gets that fourth one quick. You know, he only plays 18 minutes in this game, and – Maxie's just so crucial to this team because he's like the in-between of Bertans and Dwight. Of, I almost want to just save him for the second half every game. <laughs> like, just save him. Because like, it's like you you get the lobs with Dwight, which, you know, that came back. Yep. First play of the game, mm-hmm. first play of the second half, yep. put it in the books. But it's like you get the lobs from Dwight, but Dwight can't shoot. But Dwight's a little, you know, a decent defender. And then you have Bertans who can shoot, but he's not a good defender and he doesn't do lobs. So it's like, Here's the in-between of Maxi, who can actually defend and he can hit threes. So that it just it killed him. You know, something I thought it was gonna kill him more because something that I mean, gosh, we said it for two straight days that we thought the Jazz would do is they never went small. Like they went they never. went small for like Once, two minutes. Time, or, yeah. You know, at the end of the half or whatever it is. And you know, they put Pascal in, but they never went to it. And I was like, man, if they if they lose this game and didn't go like they didn't go small at all, like that's that's weird, but Whiteside actually gave him pretty good minutes when he when he played there in the first half, and I thought that's when it would kill Dallas with Maxi being out is when they go small, but they never did. And Rudy kind of, I mean, they won. So, <laughs> I mean, you you have to on the positive note, you got to give the Mavs credit too because they were down by 16, 16 points, and it's like in the second quarter. I mean, we were borderline. You know, it was borderline that that line of. All schedule right, lo- schedule loss. <laughs> yeah, wrap it up. Let's go home. We're, let's go back to Dallas game five. And they come out in that third quarter and go on the 15 to five run. And we're hyped. Everybody's hyped. And it's like, oh, this is a ball game. Yeah. What direction you want to go now? Who do you want to talk about? <laughs> the 
the other the other way the Mavs just absolutely got torched was the bench scoring. Oh my gosh, yeah. The Mavs move Spencer Dinwiddie back to the bench and they still get dominated in bench scoring. The Mavs score, they get five points from Dinwiddie, three from Maxi, just one three he made. They get four from Josh Green. He made one three, but and then one free throw. One point from from, from Bertans. And Jordan Clarkson gives them 25 points off the bench for the, you know, for the Jazz. They just got torched in that area. They got torched in that area. And that was that really, really held the Mavericks back. If they could have gotten, I mean, anything from, from Dinwiddie in, in this game, um, that would have been beneficial. He didn't go Wait. to the free throw line once in this game. It was just this is it was a, all this is off a, for everybody there. Yeah, this is a matchup that I'm watching these, you know, this next this three game series is the Dinwiddie versus Clarkson off the bench. Can can Dinwiddie like match that? Can he, you know, can he get close to that? Can he? It, it can't. Clarkson just can't dominate that matchup as the sixth man. Let's just say the sixth man battle of the yeah. series now. That now that Dinwiddie's on the bench, that just Clarkson just. I mean, he was getting to the rim at will. He's doing anything he wanted he was offensively. Some tough shots too. Yeah, some some tough shots in that. So, you know, you look at. Um, what was another stat? You look at their three-point attempts in this game. They hadn't shot over. You know, this is a team we we threw out this stat yep. a lot, um, but they you know they average over forty a game, right at forty a game. They haven't shot over thirty in the series so far in the first three games. And this game, they shot thirty-five. They hit ten of those. So you know, it's just twenty-eight percent. But they at least shot them. You know, Dallas shot forty-four in this game, but only thirty-four percent. So Dallas almost Dallas missed twenty-nine three-pointers in this game. So. Uh, you also look at shot. You also look at shot attempts, right? The last game for the Jazz, they shot sixty nine shots. Nice. In this game, they took seventy nine shots and and got forty two free throws. Like that. That means this yeah. game was fast. This game was way faster than the games that, that we've seen played before. Even though the score was low, there was a lot of shots, a lot of free throws. Because every single one of those shots is in another possession besides all those free throws, right? And yeah. so there's a lot of possessions in this game and uh, the Mavs usually try to slow it down and they didn't, they didn't slow it down enough. No, they didn't. I mean, Jordan Clarkson's plus 18 off the bench. He comes in, he's just like going at it. Like, I mean, he, he's going to, you guess something? No, just a lot of possessions in this game. There was, there was 90 for the the Mavs and 89 for the Jazz. <laughs> like how slow these teams play that those are a lot of possessions. Cause usually it's like a hundred for each team in a general NBA game. But generally, I'm I, I'm still excited. Like I'm still upbeat yeah. about the series. I'm still, you know, I I didn't think this series was gonna. Especially if Luca was healthy from the top, I was all ready to go into this saying, you know, Mavs in five, Mavs in six, maybe. You know, Luca's coming back. He wasn't fully healthy tonight in Game Four, so let's see what he looks like on Monday night. But just the fact that he's back and he's playing 30 minutes, a little over 30 minutes, I expect him to, you know, sl- just start get better and better and. I'm still confident in it. I think they take game five and let's see what happens in game six. I still still confident in Dallas winning the series. There's a lot of good stuff. Like they're getting their threes. These guys are you know, are getting their shots. Luca can score. I mean, at the beginning, he he looked slower on the court at the beginning, but the dude's just, I mean, he had 19 points in his first 19 minutes. It felt like he was just like, okay, I'm, I guess I'm going to score again type of thing. <laughs> and they'll shake off the rust with just them and offense and, when Luca can go ISO and the pick and roll with Dwight, when they can swing it around more and get more people, like they'll they'll figure that out. I would also watch Brunson. He's been playing a lot of minutes. He's got a lot of offensive uh, responsibility on him. He also has 
uh, a lot of like defensive matchups that they're going at him a little bit on on defense, and so I wonder if I wonder how he would have played without Luca in this game. Like, was he going to get worn yeah. down by this game? Because it was a pretty quick turnaround. You have like a, a later game uh, on Friday. You have a later game on Thursday night, and then you have an earlier game on Saturday. How would he have done? You know, still that you know the atmosphere, or the uh, elevation, Ele- whatever you want to call it in Utah, yeah. if that mattered to him. But um, he was. He didn't play all down the end of the stretch, and we were, you and I were both like, "Why is Dun- Why is Brunson not in this game right now? He's on the bench. He's sitting down. He had a towel over him. We were trying to, we were not saying, oh, maybe he's. We were thinking like maybe he's hurt or something like that. But I would monitor him uh, and see if he bounces back in in the next game because this could have just been an off game where he was just tired, dead. Now they get to go back home and uh, get you know some solid a solid day off here instead of the uh, like the half <laughs> sort of half weird day that they got. Yeah, because Brunson came back in the game with 419 left. And we were kind of wondering, like, ooh, was that like why was he in earlier than that type yeah. of thing? So yeah, let's see. Let's see what Dinwiddie does. Does Dinwiddie continue kind of this slump-ish type of series? Can he, you know, get better uh in the game in the series so far? And yeah, I'm I'm excited, man. Monday night's gonna be wild. Let's guys, if you're going to the game on Monday night, let's get there on time. It's eight thirty tip. <laughs> it's a it's a it's an hour later than normal. Let's get there you on got time. time. <laughs> you got time because somebody let's let's get in the seats. Like let's let's get ready. Let's be fired up from the opening tip. Let's you don't have to go chill so, in the lounge during halftime. Late start to eight thirty. So you got yes. time. You got time to get something to eat. You got time to get something <laughs> to drink. You got time to go to the Mavs fan shop. No hanger. Yeah. <laughs> Go. Hopefully we'll be there. Hopefully we'll see you guys there at the game. But we'll have another breakdown for you tomorrow. We'll break down these games a little bit more in the moments that that mattered in this. We'll also have a post game on Monday. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.